Hello and welcome. It's the chat. I am Manny. My guests on the program this week is remarkable and has a very stainless career. Um, he started at the age of 16 in the Navy and retired as a rear admiral. Rear Admiral Mwazo Salami is a naval officer, a policy strategist, military administrator, a logistician, teacher, and the youngest admiral to retire from the Nigerian Navy. Born in Kaduna in the early 60s in Kaduna State, Nigeria, the Kogi State Indigene attended St. Joseph Nursery and Primary School, Ilori, then proceeded to the Federal Government College, Ilori Kwara State. He is an alumnus of the School of Basic Studies, Ilori Kwara State. At the age of 16, in 1980, he became a cadet at the Nigerian Defense Academy as a member of the 27 Regular Corps, marking the beginning of his military career and education. Mwazu attended several military courses, both within Nigeria and overseas. He holds a diploma in Policy and Strategic Studies from the Escola Superior de Herrera in Brazil and a certificate of George C. Marshall Center of European Regional Security from Germany. Throughout his military career, he headed numerous bits. He was the Director of Supply at the Navy Headquarters, the Commanding Officer Naval Air Station based in Ojo area of Lagos State, the Director of Operations at the Navy Headquarters. He was also the Chief of Staff to the Eastern Naval Command, Director of Administration at the Nigerian Defense Academy in Kaduna State, the Chief of Defense Administration at the Defense Headquarters and many other appointments. After 38 years of active service, he retired at the age of 54 and is on record as the youngest admiral to retire from service voluntarily in 2018. For his meritorious years of service, he is a recipient of the Forces Service Star, the General Service Star, and the Distinguished Service Star. He has also received numerous recognitions for his contribution to national service and the development of his community. Rare Admiral Mwazu Salami spends his retirement given to society mentoring the young, farming, and with family. He is married with children. Welcome to the program, Admiral Muazu Salami. It's a pleasure being, uh, meeting you this afternoon, uh, Mani. What was your hurry? Why you know, did you have to go straight into the Navy at that age? Other people would have done things you know, with their lives and you went straight into the Navy at the age of 16. I think I was uh, influenced by one or two relations who were then in the Navy. My late father had uh, one of his seniors in secondary school then when they were in uh, secondary school in uh, Government College, Kefi. He also retired as a Commodore Slate now. And we had one or two people from my area too who were in the Navy who were officers and some relations to where it reaches. So I think my association with them and my visits during holidays to Lagos when I had the opportunity to stay in the barracks. When was the first time you saw a seaman? I think I must have seen a seaman when I was very small, uh, maybe at the age of seven, 
I started uh, interacting with some relations that were in the Navy. What was your background like? Uh, my late father for, uh, was uh, a teacher, a mentor, he was a lecturer of repute in the then Old Quara State. He uh, happens to be one of the first people to uh, have gone to university. Uh, I think he finished university in 1963 with uh, read physics then in the uh, University of Ibadan. Uh, my grandfather on the maternal side, uh, the person was, uh, was uh, at one time Nigerian ambassador uh, because my late grandfather died, so his younger brother who took care of my mother was an Nigerian first ambassador to, uh, I think, Britain, France, then uh, later Elijah Abdul Malik. was my maternal grandfather. My paternal grandfather, too. Was a prince who basically who, uh, both sides are uh, then community was more of a royal. So family. you so you come from a, a, a royal background. Yes. And then right. you were not lacking anything according to you. I, you know? I, I wouldn't have said that. And don't so lack. you went into the navy not lacking anything and not looking for anything. I joined the navy one out of interest by association. I didn't join the navy because I was looking for material. Uh, Satisfaction. I think I joined the Navy at that age. So first of all, to serve my nation, and uh, I needed an adventure as a young man. You needed to see life, and I think I felt the military just gave me that opportunity to express myself. What kind of family do you have? Do you have siblings, people who are younger or older than you? Incidentally, I'm the firstborn in my... You're yeah, the first? First, uh, firstborn, the first boy. It must be very worrying for someone like your mother that's, you know, that's the firstborn. You go into the Navy and uh, put your life at risk. I, th I think my mother will actually be very supportive. Uh, I remember the, when I was about nine years old, my dad then went to, he was in the U.S. for a program. Actually, my dad did not even know that I wrote Common Entrance. It was my mother that just uh, took me to write Common Entrance. And when he came back from the U.S. after a program, uh, he was surprised that actually I wrote Common Entrance and he was surprised that uh, I passed. So that was how I started. I had to leave uh, my classmates in primary school. Then I, I left them behind. I was in primary five. It was just supposed to be a trial run, but I, I think I did well. And, uh, I was given admission then to start my second. So who were those encouraging you at that age? My mother was, and my father were quite supportive. They were the major people. Yeah, hey, what I, about outside the home there? I didn't. Uh, Which they, military officer did you look up to? Maybe, uh, like I told you, my dad had some, at least one of his seniors who retired as a, a, a commodore in the Navy then. They were very close, and was always talking about him. Uh, of course, uh, because of the school they went to then, uh, Government College, Kefi, most of the initial officers that were in the Air Forces then came from, went to that Government College, Kefi. So he was always talking about them, and he told me when he was younger, they actually had a dream of being in the Army, so I felt, okay, well, maybe since he couldn't go to the military, I, I could f maybe fulfill his dream. So you, you actually lived your father's dream? Uh, I, should, I believe I lived his dream. Though he died when did I was you, just a Did you think you lived it successfully? I feel so in his grave. You should believe. Uh, you should be happy in his grave that I lived it successfully, uh, to stay for that uh, length of time.
Today, you look back and you say, I've had a very successful military career. As an admiral in the Navy, you retired. And what you said to me, go and ask anybody. That's your regular you know, phrase, ask anybody. You have not had a single stain in your career. I will say that with all modesty and uh, with all high sense of responsibility. Because uh, for you to be an admiral, in the first case, you go through a lot of screening uh, from one uh, set of promotion, especially once you are commissioned, you have your reports. And the first thing that is emphasized is uh, discipline. Uh, the, the military does not uh, promote officers that are indisciplined. And I always say that uh, you can ask anybody, I, I don't have any steam because I've never had any cause in my career to face a board of inquiry for misdemeanor. I've never had any cause to be... You have never taken a bribe? I don't take bribe. I don't, what I do you mean you don't, you don't take, you I hear don't take, it? I hear it, I don't take so bribe. So somebody's I, never offered you no, along your people, professional people line? People don't do it because they, I feel personally, I think my man even discourages it because uh, uh, I was not brought up that way. So I can't just, I just have zero tolerance. I don't like listening to it. I understand you are a very, very devout Muslim. Is that responsible for this? Because I mean, there are other Muslims who may have. I, well, my background one as a Muslim could ha uh, will have played a major influence on it because uh, I've always believed that this life is temporal. You are not going to take anything. Why should you? want to have what you don't need, things that are not useful to me in my life. They don't appeal to me. I am uh, somebody that I'm contented with what I have. At the age we're talking about, 25, 26, yeah. 30, you didn't need a car? I had, I had no reason. I had a car. For example, I had my first car when I was uh, 21 years old. Really? I bought my first car. I bought it with my money because I went on a course to India. And uh, I was in India for about 10 months on the course, and I was paid a stack code and subsistence allowance. I was in India. The, the standard of living in India is very low in the mess. So you could... You keep pointing back to your family. <laughs> I don't need anything because my family is very rich, no, you know, no, no, and all think, of no, that. No, no, no. And you come from a content. royal family, no, no, so no. you can't be bothered taking bribe from anyone. I can't. I can't. And you, you know, went through that career, yeah, through you know, stainlessly, as you said. And I think, yes, and my, one thing about my late father, for those who know him, uh, it was, uh, I think he belonged to this uh, group of people who believe, maybe he was more of a socialist, he was influenced by uh, thoughts of socialism, he was a very serious uh, anti-corruption crusader in the community and anywhere he stood for. I think, that uh, influenced my thought in life because every day he wakes up in the morning, he's talking against corruption, he appears on radio programs, television programs, then in Quara State, talking about the ills of the society. And uh, I just felt that that's what my father says. He, as early as 4 a.m., he's listening to BBC, and, and when he wakes up by 6 a.m., he's talking about wrong things going all over the world, why we should not copy into such things. And uh, I think it sank into me. I, I, I don't see, yeah, my father could, if he wanted to be corrupt, for example, he would have been richer than, was just contented, he was a lecturer, he had no reason, he didn't come from the family, the family that would say he's of rags or something, he was just, they had enough, 
to live their life and uh, also... What makes you contented? Uh, I get contented, one, by ensuring that uh, I don't participate in things that will make me feel unsafe or somebody to point at me and say, oh, I'm wearing that type of dress because uh, we had people that uh, contributed money for it. But you have, you, you have held you know, so many positions in the Navy, very important positions in the Navy. Which one was most challenging for you? Well, I will say one of my most challenging appointments, uh, basically I've been an operation officer. Uh, most times I had been the staff, at times I've been the command. Um, I think the most challenging was maybe, uh, especially when I was uh, the commanding officer of the Naval Air Station at Ojo. I was there for about two years, and from there I became the director of operations in Naval headquarters. I think that, that's one of the most challenging periods. What happened? Uh, well, it's challenging because, you know, the, the Navy Air Arm is, uh, is the main backbone that supports the fleet in operations. And uh, to be in command of it, I felt it was a very uh, uh, great honor for me to command that unit. There's something you told me, you know, that I want to share with the public now about your culture. I mean, you come from Kogi State, yeah. don't you? And Kogi people are usually not very friendly, are they? I think they are friendly, but I think uh, they could... Uh, they, they, most times, uh, people in my place, they are very friendly, but uh, my impression is that they, they are very strict. They could be strict. They could be strict. Especially when they have a belief in... Uh, particular thing, they, they, it, 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 maybe it's not easy for you to just uh, sweep them off uh, so when they have the, so they make up their And mind. nothing persuades them, and you know. Um, no, they, are, they, they are persuaded, but what I'm saying is that they... they the are, reason I'm asking this is that you told me that when you have a child at the age of seven, okay, um, a male and female must not sleep in the same room. Yeah. So Can you explain this for you know better understanding? I, I think uh, it boils down a lot to belief in Islam. Uh, as much as possible, uh, kids are separated at young age, and uh, I, I experienced it because uh, I was the first born, the first son. I had about four sisters uh, after me, and uh, one of them is uh, late. Has, uh, has so rest in peace. So there was no way me and them would sleep on the same bed. Why because is that? It's, 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 it's against uh, Islamic principles for male and female children. I've never heard this before. <laughs> and I'm sure many people have not heard this before. That as, you know, the father of your two children, a male and a female, at the age of seven, cannot sleep on the same bed. It's not, uh, it's not advisable. Uh, Islam, as, as much as possible, uh, abhors it, except if you don't have a way to avoid it. But if you have a means to avoid it, it is encouraged that the male and female children don't sleep on the same bed. As much as possible, you put them in separate rooms. Pick a question. You pick a question, then you read the question. This is the question is question number two. Okay. So after 38 years of active service, what are you doing with all that knowledge and skills you possess? 38 years is enormous experience, period. My goodness, what have you been doing with all of that? After this 38 and a half years, uh, what I now do, 
initially I, I, I have a small farm just to keep myself busy physically at least to, but uh, the last two years I've been involved more in mentoring I've, uh, uh, presently for example I'm the national president of my old uh, school association that's the federal government college in Loring I'm the national president of the old students association and uh, this uh, an alumni of several thousands of uh, young children in the Navy, where you retired, many of your colleagues that I spoke to about you think that you're one of the most stubborn officers, very uncompromising. Well, I, I, they have a right to their opinions about... Is that true? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think maybe uh, people may say I'm, uh, I'm stubborn. That's their own opinion, but I think... Uh, I might be uncompromising, especially when it gets to the issue of uh, uh, what I believe is uh, right. Can, can you give an example of what you don't agree with, and you know, people think you're stubborn? You know, for example, I don't, I don't agree with lobbying. For example, I don't, uh, I don't know why people don't want to. Because of my career, I've come across so many people have come and meet me. Uh, please, I want uh, if you could influence me to serving so so please uh, can you help me to serve as a office and the so you've is, never helped anyone in your uh, I, in your life I would, in no, your no, career no, 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 no. I, don't, I don't want uh, i wouldn't say i would never helped anybody because uh, that means i'm a wicked person it's wicked people that don't help people what i'm saying is i'm uncompromising in it because you must follow standards for example you cannot come and meet me and say oh you are a lieutenant and you want to be given the appointment of uh, of a lieutenant commander, you understand? If you're a lieutenant, then you should do the work of a lieutenant. And you cannot also come and meet me and say, oh, there's a job somewhere, you don't want to do it. Then the question that comes to my mind that if you don't want to do it, who will do the work? Things Are there that, uh, things in the Navy today yeah. that you're looking at and from your position of retirement that you think you would have changed if you had the opportunity? Well. Uh, the dream, I, I, I believe the Navy will still will get there. I'm happy with the levels of acquisition of uh, uh, cap uh, capital uh, equipment we're having, new ships, new platforms. I, I'm not out, but the only thing is that uh, acquisition is not only enough, like I said, about the man himself. We need to invest more on the man in terms of training. We need to have an opportunity whereby the men are adequately trained to man those equipment, we must have training for our men to take care of attrition. There's no point in training a first set of people to man an equipment and you don't have a backup. When those set, first set goes, then the equipment collapses because there's no body behind, the, there's no uh, system in place to ensure that these equipment serve their entire lifespan. I think that's one of our major problems. Is the Navy sufficiently equipped? To the threats we have now, the Navy will never... Apparently you have only three ships. The Navy will never be sufficient. Is that correct? I don't know. The, I won't say we have only three ships. Because I've been away for three years. I cannot talk about the, the current operational state. It's only the people in the training and operations department or possibly the engineering branch mm -hmm. that can tell you exactly the, the operational state of the ship. Like I said, it is not only being the ship operational. The level of training for the men is important because if you have the best weapons, 
you can have missiles on the ship and if the, if the, the, the men there's no possibility that is trained to fire the missile. It's a, the missile itself is useless. Uh, I don't want to go to experience you, of the you past. Ro you rose to the highest rank, so to speak, of the Navy. I mean, your uh, position retiring as an admiral is equivalent of a general, uh, maybe two-star general. Two -star general. Right. If you had to live your life and um, you had a choice of another, you know, career, what would it be? A choice of another career? If I had a choice, if I have to live my life again, I would still want to be in the Navy, but if I have another choice, I would prefer to be, or I also want to be an academician, maybe to follow the footsteps of my late father too. Really? Yeah. Are you good at it? I think I have a flair for it, but uh, the, my teacher at the office did not give me the time to go into the level of academics I would have loved to be. I think uh, that's one aspect of my life I felt I didn't have time to really face while I was in the military. And somebody also said about you that you're a very serious person. I wonder how a serious person would find time to look at a woman. <laughs> at what stage of your career did you spot your you know, wife today? Uh, well. Um, yeah, your voice is changing. <laughs> I'm a very serious person when it comes to issue of women. I, I, my background. Uh, so how did it start? I know you're hesitating to say. Of course, I'm now. a bit. Uh, <laughs> I live a very private, <laughs> private uh, life when it comes to women. Women and my. But you're a Muslim. You're entitled to four. I'm entitled to four. And you're struggling and to explain it, one. Uh, because you. you uh, it's not also compulsory that because you're entitled to four that you must have four. Okay, and it's also enough. compulsory that if you have one, you must remain forever with one. And, okay. And so what that, was the case with yours? No, it's okay. I have a fulfilled family life. Uh, also, I'm an African. Uh, I've been uh, uh, managing my family privately as much as possible throughout my career. I try to divorce them, divest them from my uh, career. And, uh, so how many are there now? I won't disclose uh, the, how many they are, <laughs> yeah, because uh, in African parlance, really, I they say you don't count them. They are sort of part of Or it. you are on your own in that statement. Yeah, I'm very I, private. I, I don't know. African parlance may have changed now. <laughs> if you are going on a holiday for maybe two weeks, and you're asked to take five things that are very important to you. Five things you can't do without for those ten days. What will they be? First of all, uh, if I'm going on holidays, the first thing I'll carry my prayer mat. It's always in my possession. Uh, my phone is a prize collection. I carry. I must carry books. Do you read a lot? I, do, I, don't, I don't worry, but I must carry books so that I... So what kind of books would you carry? I carry, at times I carry books on um, autobiographies, try to read about great people, even if it's just one chapter or so. Is that Yeah, I think I would now, I would normally if I travel, I like to carry my food warmer. I think the last thing I might go, I, I won't forget, is to carry make sure I have good clothes that is appropriate to the weather of where I am going to. I must okay. carry the uh, adequate uh, 
clothing requirements to fit with the weather, maybe because to I did meteorology and I know that every aspect of our daily life is influenced by weather. Wow. Yeah. And then while you are there, away from Nigeria, what would you be thinking about? Now the, once I, I'm away from Nigeria, the first thing I miss most is Nigerian food, Nigerian music. Unfortunately, when I'm, when I'm here, I, I don't miss Nigerian music, but once I step out of Nigeria, I miss Nigerian music. Why is that so with most people? I don't know. I felt I'm the only person that has that feeling. It but couldn't have been you, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's but what, why I but feel. what kind of music do you enjoy most? I, uh, I love all forms of good music. Good music, especially the ones that are trending. Admiral Muazu Salami, it's been fun talking with you. It's a pleasure. Have you enjoyed it this time? Yes, yeah, it's been a great pleasure. and. Uh, uh, I've enjoyed uh, every moment of the talk. Thank you very much for coming on the program. Thanks. And that's it on The Chats this week. I am Manny. See you next time. The Chat is produced by Channels Television. You can watch it again online. Just visit our social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook. Mm -hmm.